Hey friends, welcome to the Life Lessons series where I will be sharing with you some of the most intimate, deepest details of my life story and mainly the lessons that I've learned because I think that through our struggles and through all the trauma that we have faced, one of the some of the best best learnings and lessons come from there. So I want to give you a disclaimer in some of these episodes and I will let you know which ones I may be sharing about sexual abuse or death, trauma, miscarriage, you know, topics that may upset certain listeners if you have this kind of stuff that maybe it's still unsettled or undone for you or you haven't had closure. So I will let you know when I'll be having these these episodes, but I really just want to invite you to have a listen in and see if any of this, any of these stories can help you with your own personal life and see where in your life have you faced some hardship, some trauma, you know, something that's been hard and you thought, how the hell am I going to get through this? And you did. And you found that, that strength and that courage and that confidence and everything else you needed, that grit, right, to get you through. So I really hope you enjoyed this special series, Life Lessons series. Hola, hola. It's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start reclaiming your confidence. Start standing in your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. I am here to remind you I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, 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 my loves. How are you? I am so happy that you're here. I am amazing. I am keeping my peace from Bali. I'm feeling really good. There's a lot going on. (laughs) I think I'm the busiest I've ever been. And it's crazy. But I said to my homegirl today, I was like, I feel like, you know, they say like a duck. And like the duck looks all calm above the water and underneath he's like flapping all crazy. I feel like a flipped duck. Like my head is all crazy because I'm thinking and doing all of these things for my business and my launch and everything has a deadline. Excuse me. But I feel inside, like underneath, really peaceful. And I think it's from our Bali retreat. I really kept that that not worrying and just really letting go of worry and doubt and I don't need to do that like I can do what I need to do without all that extra mess and drama so pumped about that because I'm feeling good especially in a hectic ass time we're currently in a launch Um, the sisterhood online program is open the sisterhood in-person program Melbourne mastermind is open at the same time and I'm doing free webinars and there's a lot going on you guys but it's awesome And my life is awesome and I'm so grateful because I'm meeting a bunch of amazing women who are like, hell yeah, I want to work with you. Hell yeah, I want to be a part of the sisterhood. Let's do this shit. I'm ready to work on my shit. I'm ready to let go of all the BS. And so I am honored to be welcoming these women every day into the sisterhood and into my life. So I just want to say really quickly, sorry, I've got like this itchy throat right now, which is annoying. I hope I don't cough in your ear too much. Um, I have been getting this podcast request a few times because I share really openly about my life. And so consider this a life lessons series podcast. And I just want to give you a disclaimer because if you are someone who is out there who has experienced losing a baby, experienced miscarriage, um, or maybe having a stillborn, anything that has to do with losing your child or miscarriage, 
I am going to be sharing my story of miscarriage and I just want to let you know that if this is a topic that you are not ready to listen to or a topic that is still um, a bit too hard for you to hear, please go on to another episode. There's many episodes to choose from. And um, yeah, I just want to let you know disclaimer in advance because you all know I like to keep it real and I'm going to keep it as real as I can here, um, as I always do. <clears throat> let me just clear my throat. Anyway, let's get into it. So. I have a podcast that I have not uh, done yet in regards to birth, my first son, the whole birth experience, the whole system, literally I had to check in because I thought I was going to be a doula, and if you don't know what a doula is, oh my god, you need to know, Um, I, I learned a lot of information in my first pregnancy, and I am so grateful that somebody woke me up to what was going on and gave me a book and and guided me they didn't shove it down my throat like I try to do to people now (laughs) they just guided me and allowed me to find my way and what I found was shocking when it comes to birth when it comes to what the system and hospitals and doctors and all of that and listen I love doctors I'm so grateful that we live in a country where we have the western medicine and we have all of that but unfortunately a lot of the stuff Um, The women that are going through the system do not know a lot of the information. Um, We get treated like, you know, we're a number, all of that. So I have a podcast about this and I'm not trying to go forwards, backwards. I'm going to talk about this now, but then I am going to do a podcast about my first birth and my first son, Raven, and how that was, because that was the most traumatic, craziest. And I don't mean traumatic, like it was just crazy. It just was not in the brochure. (laughs) Um... And it's a really important podcast. So I will give you a quick history. I had my son Raven, who is now four years old when I'm recording this, 2019, and four years old going on like 15. Um, He was massive and he was not planned. And when we had him, I found out all this information and in my head I wanted a home birth. He ended up as an emergency cesarean, although it wasn't an emergency. I ended up electing it at the time. I was like, look, this is it. I'll tell you more about that on the podcast. So he was a cesarean, full on crazy as shit. And then I had this miscarriage, which I'm going to talk to you about. And then I had my son Nava, which was a home birth. And it was the most ridiculously calm, beautiful, amazing thing ever. And so I've kind of had all of the contrast in regards to birth. And I really feel like I got given that so that I could tell these stories because as you know, if you've been following me or if you're new, I'm very vulnerable. I love to share my life because I think it makes us even more human, even more um, in depth with each other, even more communicators, even more connected. And we feel like people get us. And I just want you to know if you've had a miscarriage, if you lost a child, if any of that's happened to you, I can't say I understand what it's like to lose a child um, after a miscarriage. But I, I definitely, I mean, when I lost my husband, I, being with his mother, I mean, and now being a mother, I feel you. So we had Raven and I was obsessed Obsessed. I was like, I want another baby. I want to have another baby. I want to have another baby. I want to have another baby to my husband. And my husband wasn't feeling it at the time. I don't think he was in such a rush. And I don't know what was making me rush because motherhood 1.0 was very difficult. One child, it was hard. You know, every child is hard. But for me, it was like I was feeling it. So I don't know what the hell made me in my head rush to get another child. But I really think when I go back to where I was at, I really wanted it to... I didn't want them to be too far apart. I still thought I wanted to have six kids. <laughs> Silly, crazy-ass Erica. 
Uh, I clearly had no children when I thought of that idea. And listen, having children is amazing and it's fun. But six, like girl, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I can see why Oprah has no children because you can't. It's too much. It's crazy. So I had Raven. I was desperately wanting a second baby. And there was a lot of force in my wanting. Now, I'm going to talk about power versus force. It is a book. It's amazing. It's very next level. Um, but in my head, I wasn't doing it from a perspective of working with my husband, planning this, talking about it together, making it happen together. I was like, I want another baby and we're going to do this. So I was really forceful in my approach, having sex just to get pregnant, all of that, which is not a nice experience for your partner or a nice experience for yourself because you're stressing and you're pushing and you're forcing. And anything that we force is hard. Anything we force is it's like fucking swimming upstream. You know, the river's going down and you're like, fucking swimming up. It's so much easier to just flow down the fucking river, right? So here I am swimming upstream. I ended up getting pregnant in December. I think it was the 3rd or something, the 10th of December. And I didn't want to tell my husband because I'm like, oh my God, it's Christmas. How cute will it be if Raven does this little, you know, happy birthday. I mean, Merry Christmas, Daddy. We know we're pregnant, that kind of thing. So this is not like me. I tell my husband everything, the color of my poo, you know, what I did the day before, what I'm thinking, everything like Hamish, poor guy. He knows like we're like besties. We tell each other everything. I suck at keeping secrets. So doesn't he. So this was hard for me to like not tell my husband that I was pregnant. Right. And so I ended up telling him, um, no, I ended up um, getting cramps. Uh, I think I was pregnant for a week or four, four weeks. It was four weeks. So it was like early days pregnant. So when I say miscarriage, it was early days. Now, I'm not deflecting that it's still really hard to have a miscarriage. And it still um, hurts your feelings and it's still a lot to go through. But I want to be clear that I didn't go full term have a miscarriage or 20 weeks have a miscarriage. I was very early days miscarrying. So... I was, I was, I was, you know, I found out I was pregnant. I told my best friend, Tanja, I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And I remember maybe like a week or two later getting really bad cramps. And I don't know anything about this. Like I didn't know how common it was that we miscarry, how many women in Australia miscarriage, how many women across the world, how common this is, right? And there's so much stigma and there's so much like you feel bad or taboo around it. But it's it's so common, ladies. It is so common. And so I was getting cramps and then I started bleeding. And I'm like, I'm bleeding. This doesn't feel right. But I wasn't scared. I actually was so naive. I had no idea, very ignorant, no idea what was going on. And I called Tanja and she said, you need to talk to Lisa. Lisa was a doula. And doula is not a medical support. Doula is like the emotional support. Doula is like a life coach for your birth or for your life. There's doulas in all kinds of parts of your life. But basically, they look after you. They look after your partner. They emotionally support you. They're the ones that rub you with oil and feed you food and buy you things and look after your children after they're born and come and take care of you. And like it is the like number one thing that I would recommend anybody do is get a private doula. Get your own doula for your birth as soon as you know you're pregnant all the way until after birth because the emotional support is what we lack right now for our for parents, mothers especially, our community. We don't have the tribe. We don't have our grandmothers around and our, you know, circle and tribes. And this doula situation was, oh my God, it was amazing. So I ended up speaking to Lisa because Tanja really felt like, oh, something's happening. She needs to talk to somebody, emotional support. So Lisa literally talked me through what was going on. I was bleeding. 
I was I was feeling lots of cramps. So I was consciously miscarrying, which means I was aware that I was in the middle of a miscarriage. I didn't know I was miscarrying. I ended up trying to call my GP. They're not in until Monday. Sorry, go to the hospital. I'm like, what? This doesn't feel right. So I ended up talking to Lisa and she helped me. She's like, look, you know, this is what's going on. It's okay. Like really lovely, really lovely. And I was crying. I was upset because I had just found out I was pregnant recently and I hadn't told my husband. And so when I ended up telling him I was already miscarrying and I had to say, hey, we're pregnant and hey, the baby got lost or, you know, we lost the baby as well at the same time. And so it was really difficult and I really wish now that I would have told him as soon as I knew I was pregnant because at least we could have navigated it together. But what happens, happens and it's meant to happen. So here I am navigating this and holding my, you know, she said, close your eyes, hold your stomach, talk to the baby, talk to the spirit, just be with it, like consciously be with it and not don't leave your body. I cannot tell you how powerful that was for me to talk to the baby, to be there, to talk to the soul, to the spirit. Now, I had a girlfriend who rang me. And I had this group of women who my, my old coach, my best friend, if I talk about friend, is like Tanja. Tanja's my home girl. She's my bestie soul sister. But she ended up being, she was my first life coach. Clairvoyant, spiritual person. She popped my spiritual cherry. And we're just home girls. Like, I love her. She's the godmother of Raven. She's my bestie. And so she had a whole group of women that were very witchy women. They were older, like 10 years older than me. And they lived in like Warren Dye. And they were very like spiritual women. You know, they, they were awesome, all of them. And I really connected a lot to one lady named Davini. And Davini was a beautiful soul. She is now becoming a, dearth, a death doula. A death doula, there we go. And she, um, she was just amazing. She had babies, she had twins at home. She just knows her shit when it comes to mothering and, and home birth and birth in general. And she rang me. And I'll never forget what she said to me. I was in the middle of the miscarriage. And feeling really upset because I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. This is horrible. I lost a child. My child died. Like, this is horrible. And I was making it really massive and horrible. And nobody's ever said this to me. She came and said to me, you know what, Erica? What if you just had a visitation? Like, what if your baby just visited you? What if the angel, what if the spirit was just visiting you? Came to kiss you on your head. Came to check it out. Check the womb out. And just visit. And maybe the baby will come back. Listen to me, that was a fucking game changer in my whole life because never had I heard it positively put, never had I heard it put in such a beautiful way that is truthful. You know, what if you didn't lose your baby? What if your baby didn't die? What if your baby visited you and then left and will or will not come back? What if it was a visitation? I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying that your loss is not a loss. I'm not saying that. What I'm telling you was what it did for me, it changed my meaning. And you guys know, if you listen to me, it's all about what you're making it mean. It's all about your meaning. You know, is the sun, is the sun annoying or is the rain shit or is the rain good? What do you feel? What do you think? Your perception is everything. So she shifted my perception on a miscarriage. And it was so amazing because I kind of got to see like, well, maybe this isn't finished for me. Maybe the baby is not gone. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe, you know, and I was early days as well. Okay. So very easy for me to say, cause I was early days, but this really helped me. I can't, I can't tell you. So I was consciously holding my belly, speaking to the spirit. That was my baby telling it. Thank you for visiting. Please come back. Miscarrying, you know, bleeding. I had a bit of like 
some some thick pieces come out and I didn't know what it was so I said to my husband I think we should go to the hospital she said just go to the hospital just get checked out make sure that the hormone uh, HCG hormones not there just make sure everything checks out so we ended up going to the Royal Women's where Raven was born um, this big hospital in Melbourne and yeah I I sat in the waiting room with this piece of I don't know what it was. I still to this day don't know if it was the baby or if it was a, a piece of my wall or what it actually was. But I remember sitting there and being really sad and being at the hospital, to be honest, escalated it. It made it even worse being at the hospital because hospitals to me always remind me of when Gio passed away. It always reminds me of trauma, of breaking my back. It reminds me of just, ugh, I don't really like hospitals. I love you hospitals. Thank you for doing what you do for people. But I don't really enjoy being in a hospital. It's got a lot of like yucky stuff for me. So I think as soon as I got there, it felt real. Like, oh, something's going on. There's a loss. And how they kind of treat you like something bad has happened to you. And, and they almost, I don't know how to explain it, but it just didn't feel good. And they let us into a room. And the woman came and she said, yeah, you know, you've miscarried. And, you know, I said, this came out. What do I do? They took it. They took that piece of tissue, whatever it was. And to be honest, I now, I've done a lot of... um work on it and I also got a chance to see Denise Love who is an amazing doula and she talks a lot about death and losing babies I think she lost eight babies and she talks a lot about how when we have a miscarriage we just flush it you know we'll go oh, okay that's blood we're gonna flush it down the toilet or some of us save it and in like aluminum foil or we don't know what to do with it and she was the only person I had heard talk about it she was she's hilarious and she does make it light because She's older, she's, she's visited so many countries, she's a doula for so many years, and she's had eight miscarriages herself. And she's like, I would, you know, I put one in a Chinese takeaway, you know, I did this at the other one, like, but bury your children, like, have a ceremony for them, have a ceremony for yourself, da 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 And I really wished that I would have done that, no matter how big or small, no matter how many months or weeks the baby was. It's just something about ritual and something about ceremony, and really it's intention. It's about your intention and, and what you put out there. So I was really sad about that. And then I remember sitting there in the hospital and I started crying. And my husband was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, honey. Like, he didn't know what to say to me. You know, what can you say? I was, I was really upset. And he was trying to console me. And it was maybe two minutes of tears. And then I looked up at him and I was like, I'm going to be able to connect to women who have miscarried now. And he just looked at me and he was like, wow. And I was just like, yeah, maybe this happened because I need, I'm going to now, or not maybe this happened because of this, but this has happened. And now what am I gaining from this? Because you guys, I've done so much work that now when something air quotes bad happens, even if it is horribly bad, I just can't, my mind doesn't go into this is horrible and it's bad. I always feel that there's a way, there's a thing, there's a reason, there's something that I need to get from this. And so for me, I just got, I can talk to women now who may have had a loss, who may have miscarried. I can talk to foster kids. I can talk to widows. I can talk to sexually abused people. I can talk to people that have lack confidence and been in shit relationships and broken their back. Like I can talk to all these people because of all of the stuff that I've experienced myself. And so I just thought that it was an opening up of another level of experience so that I could speak to women about this as well. And it doesn't have to be that mine is bigger or hers is bigger or I'm, mine's worse, hers is worse. It's not about that. When you share a story and you hold space for someone, you're just saying, I understand you. And your pain is valid and you're valid. And I hear you and I'm validating you and I see you and I feel you. And you're not alone. 
And so for me, that's what I feel I got the most from this situation and, and being able to see that everything is happening for something and that I could look at it with a different perspective. And I cannot tell you how that changed it for me. My husband and I ended up, you know, I had to rest and just chill, relax. We ended up having a really good chat about how he wasn't ready to have a child and he didn't, he didn't know I wanted one so bad and, you know, he wasn't in line with me and maybe that also had something to do with it, that I was the only one wanting this and pushing this and he wasn't. And so we had a really good chat. We said, look, let's let it be. If we have a child, we do. If we don't, we don't. Let's just chill. Let's not force anything. Let's stand in power and not force <clears throat> Nava ended up being, and you know, they say that if you have a miscarriage, you have to wait till you have another period, then you can get pregnant again. Well, Nava, our baby, or sorry, the miscarriage ended up being my period. And the next month I got pregnant with Nava, which is my two-year-old. He's almost two, excuse me. He's almost two years old. I got pregnant with him and you won't believe, I couldn't even, I couldn't even understand. Like I was like, what? I'm pregnant. Like, I, don't, I, I seriously think we had the quickest, fastest, you know, Happy New Year, sympathy sex because it was near Christmas time. And I, I think it was like one of those, you know, we feel sorry or we felt sad and we just had sex and didn't think about it. And we ended up getting pregnant. And this pregnancy was amazing. I didn't have any fear that we wouldn't keep him because I had trusted, you know. And so I don't know um, what's true about the visitation. I don't know what's true about anything but for me I made it that this baby visited me I made it that maybe this baby will come back and I let myself think that and I let myself feel that and that felt better than thinking my baby died than thinking I'm never going to get pregnant again than feeling stressed than feeling overwhelmed than feeling sad than feeling angry like those things weren't helping me so is it true or not true? I have no idea. But it worked out really well for me to think that because my mental health was so much better. It was so much better. And I remember still Davini telling her, you know, thank you for saying that. Because I don't know if anybody said that to you before, if you've miscarried. And if that helps you, but it helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. And what I can say to you out there is if you're trying to get pregnant or you're trying to have a baby or you feel like stressed out or you feel like your time is running thin, like... There are so many possibilities in the universe. There are so many things that could possibly happen that you have no idea. And so I think instead of standing in force, I really feel my invitation is, could you ask yourself to stand in power? And what does it look like when you stand in power, not in force? And how much better is the quality of your life when you're standing in power and not force? And are you going upstream or downstream? Because that really made a massive difference for us. And I think that you know, now we're so blessed. We've got our two boys. And I've said to my husband, I'm done. I don't want to have any more kids. Um, no, thank you. Bless you boys. I love you so much. But I know what I'm here to do. And I also know that I've, ha I've had two beautiful children. And I'm blessed. And that's it. Like, I'm ready. Let's do it. You know, well, we're here for this work. So I really hope that if you're out there and you've experienced, you know, a miscarriage or you've experienced loss, you've been able to work through it. And work out your meaning. Sorry, I'm next to a train, as you can probably hear. Um, like the loudest train in Melbourne. Thanks so much, train. Um, yeah, I hope that you've been able to work out your experience and work out how you feel about it. Because it is something that is very personal. It is something that is very intimate and individual. And that everybody needs to 
do what they need to do for themselves. And I understand it's not always easy to just go, oh, you know, he visited me and that's it. Sometimes it's very traumatic. So I wanted to share my experience because I really love that she shared that with me. And I continue to share this with my clients that miscarry or any woman who I meet who will listen because it's all about our meaning and you never know what's going to happen and everything is possible for you. So I thank you so much. Thank you for requesting this podcast. Thank you for listening to my story because, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. But really, I'm glad that we had an empowering way to move through it. And so I hope you do as well. I love you so damn much. And I hope that you have the most amazing week, my loves. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your time, your ears, your support, your love, your questions. Please connect. You can head over to Instagram at the Queen of Confidence or Facebook at the Queen of Confidence and hit me up. Or if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, email me, yo. My email is Erica at thequeenofconfidence.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. I thank you. I love you. This podcast is for you. Go out there and be great, y'all.